Hola, chicas. Welcome to the Lifelinks podcast, where we share how the past influences the current day, so you can choose a future based on a true identity, because we're not blending in. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If you want to chat more about what we talk about on this show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media. We're available at Lifelinks or on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. And I'd love to engage with you more on these topics and hear more of what you have to say about them. In this episode, I'm bringing up the idea of struggle, but not as something to avoid. Instead, struggle is something to embrace. And we're going to talk about how struggle has been viewed in the past compared to current day, and why it's a sign of being true to yourself. And we all know how important that is, especially when we're making these life decisions. Are y'all feeling like, eh, I'll pass on being me if it's all about the struggle? The struggle is real, right? Before we get into more struggle, you know I can't begin to face a day without my latte. If you don't know that, then listen to the episodes in January or further back with the original intro that gave a more robust description of me. Coffee's really big in a lot of cultures around the world. And even though I love my lattes, I was raised on café con leche, a version of coffee that my mother carried on from her childhood in Peru which was rich in coffee and super sugary. I kind of drop that aspect in my coffee these days. And I'm bringing this up today because I want to bring coffee in as our common core on this show, something that we can give the tap to. So whether it's your favorite coffee vendor or coffee style or especially favorite place of origin, our love of coffee really emphasizes another source of our diversity that we have in common. So here in the Bay Area, I'm exploring our local coffee stores owned by women and especially women of color and sharing it on our website and our social media. And I would love to have any suggestions or recommendations from all of you out there in both our local and global audience. They can send coffee all over the world now. So I want to see it, ladies. Plus, share your fave coffee scenes by tagging Lifelinks on Instagram and Facebook or give a shout out on Twitter. Cheers to all of you that thrive without coffee. Don't know how you do it. That would be an unsustainable struggle for me. But if you have a favorite drink, throw it in there. That's what diversity is all about. There's no doubt about the burden placed on young professionals today. And that alone creates a struggle to manage the workload. But then there's life in general or with children added into the mix. And life may seem like just one constant struggle, which is so much different than it had been in the past. Now struggle can be viewed differently than just the amount of work effort needed on any given day. So there's hope. Struggle can also be viewed as the sheer determination to live life true to your identity, to who you were born to be, and the lifestyle that stems from it. 
depending on how you view yourself within society, the struggle may be greater for some people than for others. But that struggle is evidence of the insistence not to blend in, not to just take part in what's given, not to make life easier by following the norms. It's a sign of strength to hold true to yourself even when a workplace or society or group of friends may not support this. And depending on what's at stake, the struggle can be a few years or a lifetime. So just how do we refresh our mindset to embrace struggle as a strength, as a sign that we are living true to ourselves rather than a threat? How do we accept struggle as part of the process rather than something to avoid? Because avoiding struggle may put you on a path that does not sustain who you really are. And what happens after that? Struggle becomes an unsustainable threat rather than a signal you're on the right path. First off, there are so many areas in life where we struggle. It's part of the human process to grow into the person we were born to be. We do it from when we're born, struggling to walk and to talk, and it goes through our childhood, into adolescence, into young adulthood. It's constant for our lifetime. We are struggling to move forward, struggling to know who we are becoming because, like we said in episode 29, if you're constantly growing into yourself, you are always struggling to come to terms with who that is. But struggle isn't always good for us, and that's why it's so important to understand ourselves, value our true identity, so we feel compelled to be guided by it in our decision-making. Struggle can be seen as a novice symptom. How many times have you felt that? A result coming from feeling we aren't good enough at something. We struggle in learning a new language or an instrument when it's not native to us. We struggle in making friends and long-lasting relationships as adults. And as we continue to age, we should be open to struggling with anything that is unknown for us because there's still a lot of life to live. Well, that's a natural experience. That's not a sign of inadequacy. Oh, I heard the exhale. That's good. That's good. Yes, struggling in learning constantly about ourselves and how we fit into this world is getting us closer to where we want to be, getting us closer to accepting who we are and our place and where we find our happiness here. Now, some struggles may take a lifetime to overcome, especially the acceptance of truth. It's so much easier to avoid truth and therefore avoid the struggle. For instance, how many times have you set your mind to join in on something that didn't quite sit well with you? But you wanted to go with the flow, right? You wanted to be part of something bigger. Well, that's a great first step to getting out of your comfort zone. Still, somewhere along the way, you start feeling that it isn't right. 
and maybe start blaming yourself for not wanting to be part of it. I hear you. It's a constant mantra for me, too. The concept of blending in, of doing what others are expecting of you in order to feel relevant or successful, is easier to accept. Even if we're compromising ourselves. But how long did it take you to stop adapting yourself to that expectation and just say no? It could have been diet culture, appearance, lifestyle, career choice, all of it. Woof. Facing this struggle to accept truth is the first step towards living your true self and the happiness that comes with it. The concept that you're brilliantly different than the masses, that becomes your comfort zone rather than the threat. So struggle can be a good thing. Something that brings us closer to our true identity, even though the process can make us want to quit and just compromise. It can get too big sometimes. But maybe it's just getting too big in the moment. Remember, there's a long life to live. As an example, let's look into the past to understand what may be affecting your current struggle. Because knowing what happened in the past or what worked in the past may help you now. It may be your life link that isn't present in your current day, but exactly what you need to feel supported in this struggle. Here in the U.S., I really feel that the idea of struggle ended in 1980. Now I say idea, not actuality. I know we are plenty struggling today. But until then, the concept of struggle was more universal. People were more in the same situation, so there was community in struggle. And that's really important because when we're not alone in our struggle, or struggle is common, then empathy exists because we are all in it together. We know what struggle feels like across many of life's platforms, not just a workload. Up until 1980, there was less disparity. And that's why there was more commonality. Now again, I emphasize less rather than no disparity. In the workplace, the difference between executive pay, the top, you know, honcho, top guy, it's going to be a guy, and majority of workers' pay was about 15 times. Now, that's still a lot, but it's not unfathomable to move from the everyday worker to the top. So, if an average worker's pay is, say, 20000 back then, then the top executive would be making 300000 which was a lot of money back then. But that's tops. No stock options, no stock payouts. But do you know what it is today? Instead of 15 times higher, CEOs make almost 300 times higher pay. 300 times. 
So where CEO compensation has risen 1,000% since 1975, the typical worker's pay has only risen 12%. I'm not even sure that keeps up with inflation. And this explains so much of what is happening today. But we really need the reference to 1975 to understand why. It wasn't always like this. And we were fine. Whatever is happening today, as far as quote-unquote bad things, it was happening in 1975. Exactly the same. And yet, there was less disparity. Are you brave enough to even read more about this? We have an article on our website from the Economic Policy Institute that will show you these numbers. Now have a bottle of wine when you're reading it because it's just going to drive you nuts, but it's truth. And yet, what is our answer to this disparity? What are we compelled to do to offset this disparity? Make more money ourselves. But as we focus our time towards making more money, then we have less time for children and family and friends and fun, empathy, compassion. All of those go out the window as we devote more time to making more money, which in the past has only created more disparity. So rising out of financial struggle is not necessarily an evolutionary progress. If, and I emphasize if, it causes another person to struggle. Instead, rising out of financial struggle can be done in a sustainable way so that the community around you also makes gains. If your intent is to become financially secure in order to create greater wealth within your community or culture, then you're following your soul, your true identity. Because empathy and compassion stem from there. A fabulous model of this, and today literally a model for her own clothing line, is Serena Williams. Although, can't we just call her Serena? Like, who else would this be? Hopefully, you viewed the movie King Richard. That was a big screen movie. And her HBO documentary series, Serena to learn just how much struggle she's gone through in her life. And not only in literally shattering the tennis world bias, but also the bias in childbirth, which almost took her from this world. Yet through it all, Serena has always stood true to who she is and learned to fight for her own well-being. See, that's the difference right there. In that regard, where you struggle to fight for who you are versus struggling to survive what other people expect from you. Beyond herself, the beauty of her story is that she didn't struggle for her own financial security or her own well-being. She included the ideal of compassion in her struggle. So instead of building a penis-shaped rocket out of her wealth, 
Serena started a VC fund recently called Serena Ventures. With $111 million to invest in people who have a diverse point of view, a disruptor fund, hence the community gaining by her gaining. By her taking on the struggle, she lessens other people's struggle. By her making the gains, she helps other people gain. That is struggle staying true to who you are and what you stand for. But how do you know when the struggle is moving you closer to who you are? That is the question. That's the tricky question. Especially when you may have experienced times in the past when you realize the struggle didn't get you to where you wanted to be. Oh, that's so soul-crushing. When we think we're on the right path, when we feel like this is the right thing to do, and yet we may not feel good about it. This is really important to understand. In our early days, we find a lot of experiences that test ourselves, test our boundaries and our convictions, and we value the lessons learned from them. Even if the results are what we had in mind, keep in mind, though, that the results may change as you get older and appreciate what you are truly experiencing. That's where you endure the struggle. And each time you're going through these experiences, you're going through the struggle, you need to check back in with yourself. Is this truly who I am? Is this truly what makes me feel good? And honestly, it may not. It may not feel good at all, and you get angry and you get frustrated. But like my husband told me when I was taking care of my father, if it's not making you happy, then don't do it. You're not doing anyone a favor by doing something that you can't do enjoy. But if the idea of not doing it makes you feel worse, well, then you just needed an attitude adjustment. You're on the right path. The struggle is real. It's who you are. And that's how you embrace the struggle. By realizing by not doing it, you would feel even more out of sorts. So why do you keep trying? Because each time gives you opportunity to reassess what you want in life. And that concept may cause you to struggle for some time. It may be easier to just compromise and settle. You'll feel like you've completed something, that you've given it your best, and you may have. That's where we're getting to next, right? And the struggle is over. Or is it? So either you continue to grow into yourself and realize that, yes, this struggle is part of who I am, and ultimately that will bring me joy, or you realize that, mm, no, this is as far as the struggle goes, and I'm good with that. I'm happy in stopping, and I can just tie the knot. This is done. No more second-guessing about yourself. No regrets. And just move on. So as I mentioned at the beginning, life before 1980 
had less disparity among families, and thus there was more compassion. We didn't feel competing against each other for things. It was simple. Now, it wasn't idyllic by any standards. We were in a situation like today. We didn't have gas. There was a Cold War going on. There was a war that our young men were involved in Vietnam. It wasn't pretty, but we were all in it together. We found comfort in commonality and community. And today, the burden of work and financial gain are drawing most of our energy and time, leaving little time for community and gathering. How do we face struggle in today's world without feeling like we're alone in it, especially in situations when you're isolated from your peers? You join into communities and efforts that speak to your soul, even if these areas of life may add to your existing struggle, may add to your financial or time or distance struggle. Because there's more to life than work and play. And so there's more to you as well. You're this beautiful, complex human that's fulfilled from many vessels, many facets in life. And leaving any one of those vessels empty or draining will also leave you feeling empty and drained. So investing time in those areas, even if you feel like you don't have any more time and energy to give, that brings balance to your life. Even more so, they may bring you closer to understanding who you are and what keeps you feeling secure about struggle. For instance, My mother shared her deep Catholic faith with us growing up. And given that she was the matriarch and I was the only girl, I resonated a lot with her on this. I watched her carry the burden of the business, the family, illnesses, without support from others. Instead, she turned to her faith to feel calm in her struggles, regardless of their severity. I really admired her in this because I would see others so anxious or volatile in similar circumstances while my mother remained calm. Faith is my anchor as well when it comes to struggle. It definitely helps me stay true to myself by fueling my soul to make decisions rather than my brain. If I let my brain do the thinking in these situations, it would freak out. But with faith, my soul calmly knows what to do. I spoke to this in episode 23 in describing faith beyond religion. Finding faith is a way to give over your struggles to something bigger than yourself. You can live through struggle calmly if you aren't carrying the burden of that struggle personally. In any of the communities or activities you join to feel part of something bigger, the important aspect is that it should encourage you to face struggle rather than avoid it. So if you're joining something to distract you away from struggle, that's different. 
That's pure joy and fun. And yes, we need our revelry. But there's also activities and communities that encourage you to face that struggle. And with enough involvement, you eventually learn to be calm when facing them. They will remain challenging, even scary. But there's a shift in your mindset. Struggle becomes part of the process of reaching your goal or a solution rather than a consequence. And after this struggle has passed, you will have a deeper understanding of yourself, a deeper respect for yourself, and you can carry that forward outwardly in your true identity. It's your true self that we need and want in this world because you are here for a purpose like no other. We do have our commonalities that bring us together, but it's our diversity that makes us bigger than what we have in common. We would love to see how you're facing your struggles and confidence with the communities and activities you love. So tag us on Instagram or Twitter at lifelinks, L-I-F-E-L-N-X-X, and take a look on our website at thelinks.com for each episode's transcripts and the articles linked to what you've heard here today. Remember to tag Lifelinks on your favorite cafecito moments and your recommendations for coffee experiences around the world. I will be in Spain next week, so there's bound to be some great coffee moments on our social media along with posts of that beautiful country. Talk about soul-filling. Big shout-out to our global audience. So grateful you're here with us every week and supporting each other to keep our human touch. Your presence definitely makes the world feel closer, and I'm so grateful for you. I'd love to share a cafe with anyone around the world, so please tag us or message us on social media at LifeLinks. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!